All right, welcome back everybody to the podcast. I am so excited to be recording this podcast for you guys today. I will say I have been MIA when it comes to recording a podcast and it feels quite good to be back. Um, You may not know this, but I batch record my episodes because life happens and as a financial strategist and as a person that works in the accounting field, a lot of my time is spent crunching numbers and dealing with details and spreadsheets. And so that's where a lot of my focus lies. And I just want to make sure that I can get this content out to you guys so that you have all the insider tips and all of the information while still being able to service the people that we serve through accounting. So nonetheless, Today we are talking about the cycles of financial mismanagement and today is going to be a really, really good one. I am so excited about today's podcast episode. It is going to be scripture heavy, so I hope you got a pen and a paper. I hope you've got your right mind with you um, and we're going to get right into it. Organize your finances with Galatians Bookkeeping, a place where we support you with finance and growth strategies that honor God through giving and stewardship. My name is Angelise Prince, founder and finance manager at Galatians Bookkeeping. Our team helps business owners just like you to organize their finances, develop high volume growth strategies, and gain clarity on your business numbers to set you up for solid success. If you're ready to grow, keep on listening. Okay, so just a quick reminder, we are still offering very, very free financial strategy sessions until the end of the year, until the end of 2023. And so if you have not grabbed your spot yet, go over to galatiansbookkeeping.com slash coach to get your slot. I have had such amazing conversations with people about their financial strategy and getting clarity. And it's just been so much fun. It's been fun for me. Um, So I know and hope that it'll be fun for you as well. And just to be able to have that information and have that strategic partner in your back pocket. Okay. So as we get into today's topic, we are talking about the cycle of financial mismanagement. So a lot of times CEOs find themselves in this place where the accounts are negative, the bank accounts are negative, there's not enough money to pay the the team, there's not enough, uh, there aren't enough funds to pay different contractors or vendors or whatever the case, maybe you put on an event and you realize that there isn't any margin within that budget that was set or you just find yourself always on this hamster wheel trying to figure out why am I always in the negative when it comes to finances? What is actually happening? And so we're going to take some time today to dissect what that actually looks like and what where the where the whole cycle is starting, repeating, rinse, repeating, rinse, repeating, rinse, repeating, okay? So like I said, today's episode is very scripture heavy, but we're going to first start off with a, a statistic or actually a finding that was that came through from actually the American Marketing Association. And what they found was, is they did a study on why businesses fail and what are the key components and what are the common threads between businesses that end up failing. And so before we before I share what that is, I want to kind of define what is business failure? What is that? What is defined as a business failure? That means a business who is no longer in operations. They're they're no longer no longer providing a service or a product, no longer have customers or consumers, okay? And so, I mean, if we really take that definition, 
If you find yourself in a place where for a prolonged period of time, maybe your doors are still open or maybe your your digital doors are still open, but you're not providing a service to anybody, you're not providing a product to anybody, and there are no consumers, there's no clients, there's no customers in your business, some could say that that could be, you know, can be seen as business failure within that specific period of time. Now, things can always change, always turn around. I mean, we serve a God who anything is possible with him. So, but just, we, we want to kind of contextualize what that, what that definition means as we kind of peel back the layers into financial mismanagement and what that cyclical nature looks like, okay? So the American Marketing Association says that businesses fail when these three things happen. So the three things are bad management first, and then lack of financial resources, which leads to business failure. So bad management leads to lack of financial resources, which leads to business failure. Those were the three components that they found were the common thread between businesses that fail. And so a lot of people that listen to us or work with us are in the creative spaces or the creative industries. Um, Some are in other industries that are not so creative, but it really doesn't matter what business industry you're in. This applies to every single business um, in every single industry. So bad management leads to lack of financial resources, which leads to business failure. So let's dive into that first pillar of bad management. When we think about bad management, it's like, okay, well, what does that really mean? Well, usually any business is managing two things. One is people. The next thing is resources. Okay. And so when we think about managing people and resources, one thing that I want to question and I want you to think about is who did you learn from? Who did you get your people management skills from? Who did you get your resource management skills from? And 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 how how is that working out for you? Is it working well? Does your team feel feel up feel uplifted and excited about the work that they're doing? Do you have a high retention rate or a high turnover rate? How are your resources looking? What is your cash flow looking like? What are your systems and your software uh, capabilities? How are those actually benefiting the business? Right. And so we kind of ask all of these questions when it comes to management to see how we're tracking along when it comes to managing well in our business. And so one of the things that, you know, as we're looking at what bad management might look like and and some of the questions that we can be asking to assess whether we are engaging with bad management, I want us to look at an example of good management. And so I want us to look at the scripture from Matthew chapter 10, verse 5. And this is when Jesus is talking to his disciples and he is sending them out two by two uh, with instruction on, you know, what to do, where to go and how to do things. And so I'm going to read a little bit of it um, so you can have an understanding of this was a very specific and detailed um, instruction set that he was giving the disciples. And so I think we can definitely pull some valuable wisdom from, from this. And so here it is. Matthew 10 verse 5 says, These 12 Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven is has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely you give. Do not get any gold or silver or copper to take with you in your belt. No bag for the journey or extra shirt or sandals or a staff. For the worker is worth their 
for the worker is worth his keep. Whatever town or village you enter, search there for some worthy person to stay, uh, for some worthy person and stay at their house until you leave. As you enter the home, give it your greeting. If your home, if the home is deserving, let your peace rest on it. If it is not, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake the dust off from your feet. Truly, I tell you, it will be more bearable. It will be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. I am sending you out like lost. I am sending. I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. Be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local councils and be flogged in the synagogues. On my account, you will be brought before governors and kings and as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say, for it will, for it will not be you speaking, but the, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. So I'll pause there. The rest of the chapter definitely needs to be read, but you can see how detailed these instructions were. Jesus was thinking about every little thing, right? And so as leaders, if God has called you to be a leader of a business and leader over people and resources, how can you infrastructure your team and your operations to ensure that your instructions and that your uh, deliverance is given with clarity, right? Jesus says, go, do not, he says, do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep. So he's telling them exactly where to go. And then he says, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. So he's giving them instructions. This is what you need to do. You need to heal the sick. You need to raise the dead. You need to cleanse those who have leprosy. You need to drive out the demons. Okay. Then he says, do not get any gold or silver or copper to take with you in your belts. He's saying, don't do this. This is what you do not need. I'm being very clear and very specific. You do not need this. No bag for the journey or extra shirt or sandals or a staff. He's giving, he's giving very, very specific. No shirt, no sandals, no staff, no bag for the worker is worth his keep. Whatever town or village you enter, search there. He's giving them more instructions. Search there for some worthy person to and stay at their house until you leave. Okay, so that's another instruction. Very clear and, dis, and distinct and explicit. Search for someone and stay at their house until you leave. Once you find that person, verse 12 says, as you enter the home, give it your greeting. If, and he's giving kind of like, um, like, uh, if this happens, then do this. If this happens, then do that, right? So he says, as you enter the home, give it your greeting. Okay. If the home is deserving, let your peace rest on it. If it is not, let your peace return to you. So all of these, what I'm, the big picture that I'm getting at is how thoroughly are you thinking through the operations of your business so that you can give clarity to your team, right? So again, and this is if you have been called, if you have been called to be a leader among people and among resources, learn from the Lord. Learn from how Jesus is um, giving instruction to his disciples, which is us really. Um, But in this passage, his actual disciples that were with him at that time. And one scripture that came up just now was Matthew 11, 28, which is come to me, all you are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, for the burden I give you is easy, and the yoke is light. That I give is light. The yoke is like the, the yeah. The yoke I give you is easy, and the burden is light. And then he says, "Learn from me. Learn from me." 
So Matthew 11 verse 29 says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart. Another scripture that um, I can't remember where it is right now, but it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. You cannot, apart from me, you can do nothing. And so all, all in all, what I'm saying is that if we are not looking to Jesus for advice on how to lead and how to encourage our teams and the people that we have been given the opportunity to, you know, to lead them, then what are we doing? Like we, we, we won't have anything. So number one, learning from Jesus is going to be the key. And then number two, um, I think that's it. I, I don't think there is a number two. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I wanted to break that down and, and kind of give you some, give you an example of what good management looks like and what we can as Christian entrepreneurs be comparing our leadership skills up against. Okay. And this is the blueprint. The, this is the blueprint for how we should lead as leaders within our business. So that's it. Um, I hope today's episode was helpful for you. Again, we are offering free power coaching until the end of the year. That is December 31st. After that day, we will no longer be accepting appointments for free power coaching. So make sure you head over to galatiansbookkeeping.com coach. Again, that's galatiansbookkeeping.com coach to grab a slot. And I hope to see you soon. Talk to you later. If today's episode was helpful for you, let us know by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We look forward to growing with you and our team at Galatians Bookkeeping is ready to help. Head over to galatiansbookkeeping.com to schedule a call where we can meet with you directly and begin strategizing your path toward exceptional growth. I'll see you soon. Galatians 522. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control.